You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. This is Greg Miller. Aloha. This is Anthony Gallegos. That's Justin Davis. Rap, rap. Lots of stuff to talk about today. I like that. Take that one by force. <laughs> Greg has just reviewed Retro City Rampage. I We're going to talk about Black Ops 2 Elite. We're going to talk about Halo 4 being leaked. But our lead story today is the Wii has received a price cut. Whew. Let me specify, this is not the Wii U that we're talking about here. This is the Wii that is uh, a the, six, yeah. the six-year-old console that, let's be honest, no one has played in a long time, uh, is getting a $20 pl- price cut less than a month before the Wii U is released. Yeah. So, so it was $149, yeah. and now it's $129. Um, yeah. But they also packed in Wii Sports Resort. Yeah. There you so, go. So, yeah, but, uh, it's a black Wii. Both those games, both the Wii Sports games are on one disc. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of yeah. cool. That, oh, that changed oh, your mind. Now you got to run well, out now of time. I got to put it in my pre-order. You've been holding off on getting the Wii Sports Resort. Now you got to get out there and get it. It's yeah. expected to be available October 28th. The Wii U is out November 18th. So Yeah, who's this for? Doesn't everyone... Everyone does own a Wii. Right, like that's the joke that we've been making around the office is that, you know, whoa, if you've been on the fence about the Wii and 149 was too much, now that it's 129, you should jump in. Like, I don't know who that customer is. Like, it's, it does strike me as, it's a weird move, right? Like, when the, we, we did the video, GameScoop video, we're looking for it on YouTube years ago when they dropped the PlayStation 2 price. You know, they dropped it to mm, 99. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, it just happened, Street so many years. Just made it happen. Birthday on, birthday on. 
And when you drop it to 99.99, that's a nice number to wrap your head around. And I think that does push people. And yeah. I went back to Missouri for some Christmas or whatever, and there was a family there that was buying a PS2 and was all excited, and the kids were so excited about a PS2. I don't see the same excitement with the Wii price drop. It's 20 bucks. It's not down to 99.99. Mm -hmm. And it is this console that already had been in everyone's home, right? Yeah. It's kind of psychological. That $99 price point, there's something special about it, and that's when you start to move like a lot of systems for like mm -hmm. years and years. And what's weird, too, that they're doing this in October and not in November, because then like by the time the Christmas thing rolls around, the Wii is going to be out, so who's going to be like, well, at least yeah. there's this Wii for cheaper. But Wii's, I mean, the Wii U isn't a, isn't a sell like that. I mean, that's the Wii U is, you know, it's just like the original Wii, where it's like it has to get picked up by hardcore gamers, then they show it to their friends, and then those people are like, oh, maybe I'll buy that. No mom and dad's just going to walk in and be like, man, Timmy, oh, there's a new Wii U. Oh, tell me about these tablet controllers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you are somebody somehow that's watching GameScoop and doesn't own a Wii, you don't have one in your closet collecting dust. I mean, you can buy mine for like 80 bucks. <laughs> that's true. I'll give you three well, controllers. You if, you're watching, three controllers. If, you're, if you're watching GameScoop, you're, you're a serious gamer. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't own a Wii, you'd probably want to get the Wii U, because be, you'll play so, all your yeah, Wii yeah. games anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Well, what I was going to say is that Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort are two of the best things on the console. Like, Wii Sports is, you know, I played that consistently for a few years until I finally, like, sort of squeezed every ounce of fun out of it. And if you've never played those or never had them in your house, like, that's a good, that's a good collection of, like, mini games that's included for free. I wonder if you just played Wii Sports for the first time today, <laughs> in almost 2013, if it would, if you would be as impressed as we yeah. were when we first Not played like that, in 2006. But, but now you've played Connect stuff, you've played Move stuff. Yeah. Now you go back and try to play that boxing game in Wii Sports. That's true. It is. A, it's kind of. It's always a. It's not included for free though either. Like it's these games are not free. The system costs them like probably almost nothing to make, and then they throw in that you're paying for those games. 129 dollars. Nintendo is still making a profit. Sure. Like, they, they give that illusion that it's free, but it's not. Yeah. Like, it's, it, you're paying for a bundle. Way to be jaded. I'm just saying that... <laughs> I, I prefer that over not getting games. I prefer it, too. It's but nice give that. me the option to buy it without the games for $60, because your system is... But you're trying to sell it to some 49-year-old house mom back yeah. in the middle of the Iowa. She, doesn't, she thinks she's, she's going to get deal. there and be all confused. But yeah. comes with the game. Yeah. yeah. How well, she can order her ninja blender off the internet at 3 a.m. in the morning with their sad life. That's God. true. They do um, ninja Blender? I don't know if this is either. Blender. Yeah, this what is it? Like the Ninja, the Bullet Blender? Oh, the Bullet, the Magic, magic bullet. bullet. Sorry. <laughs> it chops everything up. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the Slap Chop, too. You gotta get the Slap Chop going in here. Uh, will there be confusion? Yeah. Because there's a Wii U and a Wii on the... Yeah. Being like, like, Especially because the Wii U looks a lot like the Wii. <laughs> that's probably what they're counting on. Oh, it's, Dad, I want a Wii U for Christmas. Like, I want a Wii U. It's weird they waited so long. That's that's yeah. the thing is because the Wii has been you know hurting in the United States for months and months and months and so why do it right before the Wii U comes out? And why not do it in the spring? Like then you could have moved some units. Not to mention why do it with a new SKU? Like yeah. why not just do it with the old ones? It's not like you've got PlayStation Two and then PlayStation Three. It's pretty clear that this is the next one. Wii U sounds like a modified version of yep. the existing Wii. Yeah. And that's a problem they've been having ever since yeah. they announced it. It's not clear that it's a new console to a lot of people. But that some of that will change when they. You know, there's not commercials and stuff on TV. Well, also when it starts having like a kiosk and big yeah. box stores and stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, they'll and Nintendo will solve that problem. I'm so. really, I'm really fascinated to see what's gonna happen. I know this is one of the most interesting console launches I can remember. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that Microsoft followed suit. Yeah. So they've announced. A, a, do you know the details on that price yet? Uh, I don't have the details. I thought it was fifty dollars, wasn't it? Let me let so me look at old IGN.com okay. for all your news. See if Mitch Dyer got off his fat Canadian ass and did something. <laughs> No, no. He's Wii actually U, losing weight. He looks really good. I, looks I don't sexy. like it. He's a quitter. There's been comments on GameStop that he's looking very handsome lately. Oh, I don't like quitters. You guys are right. He's also single. Um, he's also single, everybody. <laughs> Hit him up at, at MitchyD on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm sure the Wii U will be sold out 
this holiday season. Yeah. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see, like, six months later, a year later, yeah. uh, how, how is the Wii U doing? I agree. I don't, I don't sense a lot of excitement for it out there. I don't think it's going the... to do the same thing the Wii did, yeah. obviously. Especially not for the, the price point. Yeah, it's starting the Wii, the Wii was magical. It was a phenomenal success from day one. Yeah, I mean, 349 for the Wii U. You can say 299 all you want, but 349 plus a lot of people. I don't know if there's ever been confirmation of this, but I thought I had heard that the only Wii remotes that work with it are ones with Motion Plus. Ooh, that's interesting. So if that's true, then not all your stuff will work. Okay, yeah. CVG is reporting that Xbox 360 bundles are being marked down $50. Yeah, so we'll probably see something official. IGN has no confirmation, so. Mm CVG scoop is here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, $50 off an Xbox is fine. If it was $50 off all of them, I would care, but I don't think they took $50 off the, the Star Wars one. Mm. That's the only one That's that I'm still waiting on. Would you, so. Are you going to run out and buy one when you can get that for on the cheap? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still using an old Xbox Elite. Like, I don't have oh, one of the smaller, nice nicer ones, yeah. and that one looks like R2-D2. So. Yeah, it's cute. It makes all Unfortunately, noises. I can't get it like a cheaper version that doesn't come with a Kinect. So yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat, because who wants a Kinect? Nobody. 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 I used PlayStation Move over the weekend. I was like, oh, man. Move? This fucking thing. <laughs> One of the... Did you use it on Angry Birds? No, I used it on <laughs> Unfinished Swan to make sure the controls worked. I'm like, yep, wouldn't want to play this way. Just like most games. When the dust settles on this generation, yeah. we'll be able to look at like, you know, what was really cool about this generation of games and what was not really cool. And the motion controls, I think we're all going to agree. With totally. Like, like, except for the Wii. Everyone really liked the Wii. But then Microsoft and Sony's attempts... To, thir- to force that into their consoles, no. Yeah. No Corporate yeah. Sh- stupid shareholders who are like, the Wii's hitting, do yeah. that. And they're like, ah. I think uh, motion controls, I don't see them having as much of a future in games as much as I do in, in like menu interaction and stuff like that. Like That's the place where all mm-hmm. those things could do maybe better. Maybe. Maybe. Like I feel like I still like using my Kinect at home when I'm just like playing next episode. You know, yeah. but I don't want to do the motion stuff. I just want to be able to be yeah, lazy. The voice, the voice is interesting. There's a new TV coming out that senses, senses when you're in front of it, so if you walk away, it'll pause your show automatically. Oh, that's interesting. Oh my that's gosh. Kind of, I know. Right? See that's see that's cool. To so me, you don't even have to say. At anything. least I don't have to sit here yeah. and be like, sc- scroll through the movie. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> scroll through the movie. <laughs> you sort of turn into like a Dracula character yeah. Like, yeah. while you're watching shows. I'm a vampire. You cool. suck the fun out of this room. <laughs> um, See what I did there? Like a vampire suck. Also coming out in November is Jokes. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Lops. Your most anticipated game of the year. My most anticipated game of the year. Anthony, you'll be reviewing that one for us. Take Correct. Care of that one. Now, uh, this news today is that Elite, Call of Duty Elite, is now going to be free. Yeah, so they're still... Our, they're our headline st- says Black Ops 2 Elite service will be free. But isn't it just? It's not game specific, or is it? Yeah, uh, no. It's. A, I think it just means Elite will be free, like okay. in general. But uh, we should. I think it just means that when Elite, <laughs> when Black Ops Two releases, Elite will now be free, like all the services. So the thing is that there was always a free option for Elite. You could always do things mm. like, like uh, look at guns and you know see your stats and all that sort of stuff online. The things that you paid for was, I think, the ability to have like clan interface, and you definitely also paid for original programming. So like. There was like a Will Arnett show they had going on that the only way to watch it was to be like a paying Call of Duty elite, you know, subscriber. And, and so there was all this. No wonder sh- Amy Poehler dumped his ass, am and, I right? And, and, Hit and, me uh, up, Amy. And uh, so eventually, so now it sounds like they're just, they're making all that, the original programming, all that stuff free. There's you're like, you're no, going to raise her kids? No. The kids can stay with Will. <laughs> And I'm actually really upset that they broke up, so don't actually hit me My up. My guess Get is, it back together. is the reason they're doing this is probably because there were probably... Why they're breaking up? 
Oh yeah, well no. <laughs> well, I mean, why would they? They were like, it's like they were like this great couple. You yeah. thought like they these two hilarious people. Yeah, you yeah, saw them the for ten seconds couple. on TV. They were a great couple. What? Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> you don't know anything. It's true. It's true. Heartbroken over that. Um. Anyway, but as far as Call of Duty League goes, the thing is, is that I'm guessing if like total speculation is that people heard that there was like a paid service for Elite, and then they confused that with thinking that you had to pay to use Elite. So I'm guessing the users, there was plenty of people that like, they're like, man, like, you know, 30 million people play Call of Duty, but only like 5 million people are joining in, probably because they think they need to pay to do this. And so now they're just like getting the message out there, it's completely free, just please come use it, please come use it. You know, because I can only imagine that getting more people on using Elite is just another avenue for them to advertise like, hey, a new Call of Duty map, pack's out, map, pack, yeah. map pack is out, buy it. Mm. It's, it's weird that, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense to move it free to play because it's kind of like MMOs, right? Because that's what we were talking about when it came out that, you know, how much longer before they start putting out games or multiplayer only experiences that are MMOs and you're doing this and you're paying that. And they put it out last year and we didn't know where it was going to go and I thought it was interesting that it came out and it was one of those things, we'll put up the occasional story about Call of Duty Elite, the big headline, but like none of us are super dialed into it and it I doesn't seem like the Elite. majority of people are no, I, I Does play, Bobby? I mean, I, no, like, I, I mean, I play Call like me and Bobby, like we play Call of Duty multiplayer, mm-hmm. and and we enjoy it. But it's like we don't go on Elite because we don't care about tracking our stats to that. Like if I want to see my stats when I'm in the game, I just say like kill death ratio. Yeah, yeah I like you know the stats mean? a lot. I mean, I think they're kind of trying to match what Bungie always did with Halo. Like I would yeah. look at my Halo stats after the match, and they were really elaborate, and you could see like a heat map on the map, mm-hmm. like where all the kills sure. took place. But did like, you ever go to Bungie.net and do that? Yeah, I did do that really? with with Halo, but never with Call of Duty because. Um, that those maps, those games, it just seems like you run around like a crazy person. I'm telling you, I still think the problem is just that people were confused and thought they had yeah. to pay to even get that. Right. It's interesting that, so this was a service that was $50 a year. They still have a season pass for DLC. Like, that's a yeah. whole separate deal that yeah. you can buy from well, the Elite service. Up to now, when you were an Elite subscriber, you you didn't get, like, a access to the maps? I think maps. you might have gotten a discount, but I don't think okay. you got access to the maps. No, not like it was still, like, an additional charge to get some of the map packs. But, yeah, you might that might have been on sale. I think it was a um, discount. But, like, what happens if, like, what if you bought Elite the last week or last month, like are hopefully you... they hopefully yeah that's the thing I was uh, I'm hoping that they'll find some way to reward those people who have been like diehard yeah elite people like f- super from the fans. start. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, so I'm curious about that, and I'm also curious about what you know EA's uh, Battlefield Premium service. Um, you know how it's going to match up, or whether you know they're obviously two services that are going head to head. So um, I think the Battlefield Premium is more like just like a season pass, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you so. just get the. The, the, the map yeah, it might just be a season pass. That has I think so. I mean, I, I just think that this is, you know, them making all this, make, getting the message that all this elite stuff's free is because they just want to sell home uh, how much more they have to offer than Medal of Honor. Because mm-hmm. that's really their direct competition this fall. Yeah. So. Metal, yeah that's going to be a hard one to beat. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, Medal <laughs> of Honor's out in like, like a, week? a week, and, week. And then, yeah, and then Call of Duty's out a few Have you later. played Warfighter? Yeah, I think it's. it's that's what I, I hear from everybody. That, them calling that a beta is. Is like that's something that I feel like you know people are kind of abusing is that it's not a beta when it comes out like two or three weeks before the game it's comes marketing. out. Marketing like a beta was like the Gears of War one that was like six months before the game mm-hmm. came yeah. out. Like the the Uncharted beta was months before the game came out where they actually have time to implement these changes. You know, calling it's just it's not a beta. It's a demo, and you're calling it a beta because you want people to give you a grain of salt with the things that you've really screwed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's out next week and Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Assassin's Creed already? Next week? No, 30th. It's the 30th. Okay, stop so no. my, stop my beating heart. Sorry, 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 sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get ready. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> I just I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I haven't cleared my schedule. You drape yourself in the American flag. Get your Tom I'm really excited about Assassin's Creed, Damon. Yeah? Tom, 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 get going. Um, over the weekend, 
copies of Halo 4 were leaked into the wild. And now I think, though, unless they've all been pulled down, like the entire game was uploaded online. Like video of the cutscenes and the ending were all yeah. uploaded online. There's all no these putting that. If you're on the internet, if you're on the internet right now watching this, um, get off. Close GameCube. No, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> That's Finish. how it's saying Microsoft wait, no, is. Anyone who mentions Halo 4 now is shut down. Finish <laughs> watching GameScoop. And then shut down. And then bail out because. Yeah. Yeah, go no, wait in line for Assassin's the, Creed next the week. The whole game, the, the <laughs> endings, yeah, go wait in line. The ending's been spoiled. Um, all the cutscenes are spoiled. Has it been spoiled know. for you? Uh, no, 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 but I'm just saying it's out there. And people are leaving it in comments of unrelated yeah. stories. I mean, it's going to be one of those deals. So, yeah. um, you know, tread lightly the next couple weeks. Three weeks, unfortunately. Yeah. But these are I, like legitimate copies. Yeah, I'm guessing what happened was like someone took a legitimate copy and then ripped the files. And if you know how to like hack your Xbox to be able to play downloaded games. Then... I mean, it wasn't even that. People had retail discs. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm saying some people do, but yeah. I'm saying then there's going to be the person that takes that retail disc and rips it for people that wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. And so we don't know for sure. Like, it's all kind of speculation. But a lot of people were popping up online playing Halo 4 in Mexico, Mm -hmm. in, like, Guadalajara, Mexico. And that's where some Xbox discs are printed, pressed. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like, you know, there's some factory and some people lifted some from there, some copies from there. Outbreak. Sold it to this some rich. Pinpoint, sold it to this, some rich Mexican drug lord for like a thousand dollars. There's someone in some like Microsoft Command Center that's yeah. got like pins. He's putting yeah, pins yeah. in the map, and he's like, "Okay, hundred mile radius." Out, sending out this stealth bomber, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, trying to talk him away from nuking Mexico. <laughs> I, never, I, never, I never saw that movie. Oh really? Should I watch that? No, movie? it's no, way no good. Don't watch it. Way, it. It's way no good. <laughs> way no good. Outbreak is one of Kevin Spacey's first movies. Is it? Yeah. He got started old. So I became aware of him in Seven. Yeah, yeah. Outbreak yeah. must have been a few years after that, though, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Kevin Spacey has like a side role in it. I don't remember who he is. The usual suspect. He's the guy in the movie. I'm just going to throw out some outbreak spoilers. He's the guy in the movie that he's in the lab working and his suit rips. Uh, and then he gets the virus that way gotcha, because it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, the other interesting thing about. I'm bringing outbreak. it back. I'm bringing us. I'm, I'm getting this train back on the track. We're going to talk um, more about Rene Russo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Microsoft is uh, coming down hard on anybody yeah. playing Halo 4. They are banning Xbox. It doesn't matter if you're a paid member or whatever. You're banned outright if you're seen playing a copy of Halo 4 right now. And so. we have a comment from Microsoft. They say uh, Microsoft says consumers should be aware that piracy is illegal. They're calling this piracy? Yeah, I mean, that's right. interesting. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering how many of these people, are, the way that they're getting it is from a rip and they right. have a modded Xbox to be able to play download. Yeah. I mean, game. it's hard to say. Because that's what happened with Halo 3. Right. I remember when I was, uh, at the time, working on a guide for Halo 3 when it was, and I had an early copy and I was playing, the only other people that were playing online, these guys that showed us where every skull was, they were people that had, that had right. uh, like modded. It, it's, it's hard to know exactly how much Microsoft can and can't see with what's going on in your Xbox and what's legitimate and what's not legitimate. Because we're not, if those copies are being printed, you know, right now in retail discs, what if some mom and pop shop decides to, you know, break embargo and you're just some Joe Schmo, you, oh, Halo 4, and you buy it off the shelf? Like, that's not your fault, really. Like, that could be happening. Breaking a street. That actually yeah. happens. It happens oh, that's a very, lot. That's very common, actually. It's very, very common. I mean, obviously, you know, 99 out of 100 stores won't do it, but the one that does, like, and you're just a consumer, like, that could be happening as soon as this week or next week, presumably. So, you know, I don't know. I'm curious. PSA, to... don't, don't play your, don't unplug that Ethernet cord if yeah. you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, the press is going to get its copies sooner or later. See, so. I, think that, I think that's why it's a, right now it's just a lot of smoke being blown because mm-hmm. it is, like, yeah, we're, t- we're, get, we're getting to the point now where there's the tipping point on yeah. who's who and how does it work. So now it's just, like, a, a warning to everybody. Yeah. Hey, if, you, if I, we catch you right now, we know you're from Outbreak Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman going to nuke your account. <laughs> but after we get past Outbreak Zone, whatever. Virus, yeah, those lose. people were really, really brazen, too. I mean, we I was on Xbox.com on Saturday on some dude's profile. It said, playing Halo 4 campaign, legendary. And like, you don't, like yeah, you're asking for it. Like, you could have like, just unplugged yeah, just to play it offline. You know? He's flaunting it. Yeah. So, 
Don't do that, Mexicans. It's interesting. That's not racist. I'm, most of them are in Mexico. <laughs> Didn't even say anything. Gallegos vouches for me. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment you need to speak up. Mm. Anyway. Give him the rope. Just yeah. give him the rope. All right. All right. Anyway, Greg, your review for Retro City Rampage is up now. That's right. You gave it a 5.3. I did. Out of 6. So you really no, 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 Damon. We changed the scale. <laughs> we, we went away from the 6-point scale to a 100-point yeah. scale. So 5.3 out of 10. Uh, you were disappointed with the game. I was, yeah. And it's, This game has been a long time coming. Yeah. yeah. This was a big part of uh, the beginning of the review and talking about it in the video reviews. The fact that I think every time somebody new goes to PAX, they would play Retro City Rampage and come back and be like, this game is amazing. It's well, so cool. Because you only play it for 10 minutes. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's one of those things we always talk about when, we, you know, when we're talking to a reader or a fan and trying to tell them the difference between a preview and a review and how we get so much shit all the time about, you guys hype this in a preview and then shit on it in the review. What the fuck's your problem? And it's like, no, no, no. The problem is that you know, you're getting these little contained experiences and you don't know then how it all plays out. Yeah. And so, Retro City Rampage is, of course, it looks like an NES game. It's this open world GTA game. You're running around, there's all these different weapons. There are thousands of nods to pop culture, Back to the Future, Saved by the Bell, all these inside jokes that you would get from the 80s and 90s. And when you see that at PAX and you just run around on a killing rampage, carjacking and jumping out and killing people, it's like, this is great, this is really fun. But the more I played of it and trying to, like, you know, the, ma- the, ma- the most missions in it are the 60 uh, story missions. There's a bunch of arcade challenges, mm. mini games. You can just walk around, do all sorts of challenges. But the, the story is really what, you know, is the thrust of the game. So playing through that, it was just like, it got to be a slog where it was just like, okay. Like, there's no real voice to it for me. Like, there's no, you know, you're this guy called Player, and you're just... And I'm, well, it doesn't have its own voice. That's the thing. Is all it has yeah. is the pop culture. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's happening to get you to the next pop culture reference, to get you to the next Batcave, to get you to the next, you know, Ninja Turtles reference. Yeah. Um, so you've played it. You agree with Craig? Yeah, I mean, I, I th- again, I had that initial thing where I played 10 minutes, and I was like, wow, this is this is so funny and, yeah. and, and witty. And then, and then, yeah, as you start to play, and eventually you're like, oh... Well, now the, this mission is just like a million other things I've done before. Yeah. Like in every other game. Like, that's the thing. is like it doesn't... I want the those pop culture references and all that are cool, but then have some original components to your design that make it feel, like, really brilliant on sure. its own. Yeah. So are you... I haven't played the game yet. Uh, I've Well, no, I take it back. I played it at, like, E3 or some sure. show once, but I've, I haven't dove into it. Yeah. And the problem I have with a lot of pop culture references in games and movies, and I'm curious if Retro City Rampage is like this, is it just makes the reference... And then that's it. There's no like joke. It's like you're in the Batcave. Like, is it like that, or is it like making a joke, or like saying, or putting a twist on it, or like saying both. it like it does yeah, both. There's both. I think there's both those references. Because sometimes people are like, "This is so funny." Like it's referencing something I'm familiar with. But if it just like does the reference, and it's like, "Hey, look," then that's that, it. Then. That happens plenty of times where it's yeah. just, "Hey, look, yeah." Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. But there's there's a funny one where like you go when you go into the Save by the Bell mission, you have to work with Mr. Belding to beat <laughs> up uh, Zach and Slater. They have different names, of course. And then you go, you steal Kelly and you have sex with her. And you you knock her up Finally. and stuff. And like that was all fun <laughs> yeah. because it's like toying around with these little ideas, right, of yeah. what's happening. And then there's other ones where it's just like, oh, I'm in the Batcave and I have the Batman. Or the suit. Ninja Turtles just came out of the sewer. It doesn't mention it at all. There's no joke. It's just like, oh, there's the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like those little nods are fine. But then like you know you're, you're working with Doc Brown pretty much to get out of there all the time. So. So he'd make all these jokes. That's funny. It's a perfect example of uh, you know the g- actual gameplay. You know they spent all this time being all clever and putting in all these references that works well for a demo. But then you know you sit down to actually play sure. the game. And I kept. I mean, what I kept refer- referring to and talking about is like it's like Bazooka Joe Bubblegum, right? Like those first bites are so good, and then it loses <laughs> that taste, and it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Z- and I, that's what I found with that the game is that I would put down the game, and then I would be like, all right, I need to get back to reviewing it, and it's like. Ah. 
I don't really want to play this. <laughs> like, I really don't want to jump back into this. Not because it's broken or bad, just because it you know wasn't hitting any spots I wanted yeah, to be. Five point three is what mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah. yeah. You had some reader comments. Oh, I have, yes, I have one reader comment. Okay. Uh, there, we've been having a very good discussion. This is from Nadseer. This is from Nadseer at GoldenEye on Twitter. At GoldenEye God on Twitter, he says, "You are nut. RCR owns." You just bad at game. <laughs> so thank you, Ned. Very well put. You nailed well the, the age-old review criticism. You're just bad at it. Yeah, it's it, you know it's one of those things. I, I, I've often been active in the reader comments, trying to have a conversation as yeah. as a whole now at IGN. We're trying to move towards that, and everybody, you know, reviewers are trying to stay in there longer. I've actually had a really good conversation with people in the Retro City Rampage review. So pop on in and look at that. But it's interesting. Like a lot of them are like, "Oh man, you got you're saying it's bad. You're saying it's bad." I'm like, "No, I'm saying it's mediocre." And they're like, yeah. "No, but you know, mediocre is, is synonymous with bad." No, I have to pull the definition of mediocre <laughs> and be like, "No, <laughs> literally, it's not." And we have this scale that we're trying to use. If we don't use the whole scale, then it's just yeah. everything's seven to ten, and yeah. you know, it's the, like it's we nothing. have we have a score that literally means bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's what exists. I keep saying. Like, if it was that's in the like threes, three. it would be bad. Yes. The thing is, that the mediocre is like. Uh, the best way I always think to look at mediocre games is if what Greg is describing sounds really great to you, then a mediocre game is probably not mediocre yes. to you, but it's, 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 a lot of it comes down to your it, personal taste. And that's the whole thing. People are in there talking about, like, oh, I played the demo and I loved it, or I'm playing this and shooting this and I really like it. I'd give it an 8. And I'm like, that's you're giving it an 8 as like a simulator, and that's fine, but read the review, and if you agree with me, then you know how to take away. Everybody right. who gets hung up on just the score is missing the point of the review. This is something that I've been sort of trying to train people in the comments of my reviews when uh, people are like, because I, I reviewed a Final Fantasy game, and I said the turn-based battles are way too frequent. Like, it limited my fun factor. Mm-hmm. People are like, turn-based battles are what RPGs are all about. Like, I love turn-based battles, and so you're wrong. And I'm like, well, look, like, a review is something that you apply to your own taste. So yeah, it's like, exactly. okay, Justin gave this game this score, but he didn't like the turn-based battles. I love turn-based battles, so my score might be higher than yeah. that. Like, it's something, it's a yardstick to apply to your own personal taste, and so you see how the reviewer does and doesn't sync up with you. Like, let's say I loved, like, this game's super, super challenging, and I love the challenge, and you're like, well, I kind of like easier games, yeah. and maybe you'll like that game less than me. Like, you yeah. need to look at the context of it. Yeah, exactly. People are like, I don't like James Bond movie because Daniel Craig is just, like, a really wooden actor to me. I'm like, I think Daniel Craig is a badass, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. love this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to read the review and take away from the text what it is. Well, when we try to review a game, right, we're trying to weigh all parts equally, and that's that was the thing. And there was one guy in the Retro City Rampage review who's like, "You keep harping on the story. This game isn't about the story." And I'm like, "I can't ignore the story. It's 16 missions. I can't be like, well, just blowing shit up is what it's all about. So yeah. fuck the story." I read recently that Daniel Craig gets really sick of people sending him martinis. <laughs> so. If you ever see him at a hotel bar or something, don't send him a martini. I'll send him a Shirley Temple. Yeah, what should I send? And come over and compliment no, his daughter. Heineken now, apparently. Because he drinks Heineken in the new movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's yeah. disappointing. And I'm sure he uses nothing but Sony devices like like an idiot. <laughs> that was really What? <laughs> <laughs> it took, that was, took a, that was the thing in the last movie, right? Every time it was like a blue... Like if they were it was like, like that in Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah, it was like a bluish player. If he had to open it, it was like a bio laptop. Yeah. It was always like a yeah. Sony thing. Really blatant. They always there is like a lingering shot on his watch. Exactly. So now look for the Heineken and what, I don't know. Is this called Skyfall? That's what Skyfall. It's Welcome back to GameScoop. We've switched out an Anthony Gallegos for a Ryan Clements, 
who joins us. He was just recently at uh, New York Comic Con. Yep, in New York. How is that? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, Damon. Thank you for asking. Uh, so I, I talked to, this was my first Comic-Con, not just New York, but I'll, I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con yeah. either. So the first Comic-Con. Mm. And uh, I, I talked to a bunch of people that had been there uh, several times before. They all seemed to agree this was the biggest show. I heard it was a madhouse. They shut down letting people in for a while. A madhouse is the the perfect way to describe it. The perfect way. Yeah, you're a professional. You're a professional (laughs) describer. (laughs) Looking at all the content that was on IGN coming out of Comic Con, Mm -hmm. it seemed to be the biggest show. Yep, and I I still have like six or seven things I want to write out of it. It was actually really cool, and we we got to see a lot of stuff. But it was shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. through the entire Javits Center. It It was madness. So what was the coolest cosplay you saw? The coolest cosplay. Well, as you as you know, oh, and by the way, uh, so remember you called me out on Twitter and you were like, no Korra cosplay. Yeah. I totally misspoke. They were all Korra. It was not Katara. Oh. So we, we saw a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender. That happens to us all the time, right? Like, like that's Korra. a Korra. You're like, that's a you that's idiot. Not a Katara. That's not a Katara. That's a Korra. Let's go buy some mangas. <laughs> some mangas. It's actually an American show, so but yeah. Just let you know. <laughs> There's the door. What was awesome is that the convention just shows me that there are an incredibly diverse set of nerds in the world now. I love it. There's also a lot of beautiful nerds out there, it's which true, I was yeah. really encouraged by. Both true. men and women, like really just really good-looking people cosplaying and stuff, and I like that. Greg and I usually go to Comic-Con in San Diego. Yeah. SDCC. Yeah. As they say. Um, I don't know, it looks like New York's running up on San Diego. Yeah, maybe. New York, it's been slowly building. Yeah, all that East Coast stuff. PAX East, same thing. PAX East is big. We've been yeah. there since the genesis of PAX East. That one gets bigger every time. I know. Great system. Yeah, yeah the second genesis of PAX East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah, sorry. Speaking of old systems, we're going to be seeing the Neo Geo X. X later today. Yeah, we're seeing that today. That should be fun. This is what everybody's been clamoring for. Yes. Because the Neo Geo games have been on the PlayStation Network for a while now, and yeah, they've just been selling like hotcakes. And well, now they're like, well, it's time to put out a handheld for you it. You know what I've always wondered is what? how fast do hotcakes sell? I don't know. Why is Pretty that? fast. Like, I mean, I think, like I think... Look at that hotcake. The moment, oh. the moment it comes off the, the griddle or whatever you call it, well, I think it's, it's you gotta right on the plate. It's, it's got to be an old saying from when... They, when Like, imagine the first time someone made a hotcake, a pancake. So let's go back first. You think there were hotcakes before pancakes? Yes. Oh, I think it's just like, I can see, I think they're the same thing. So they? first like there was jack. cake, and then someone made mm. a yeah. thin, hot version of that, yeah. and they called it a hot cake, yeah. and they sold really fast. Yeah. They, were just, they couldn't keep them in stock. Yeah. yeah. You're down there, you're down there, so, you got the paper, you got so the paper kid next to you, yep. and he's got little Newsies hat, and then the guy had a grill there, and yeah. he's like, extra, extra, <laughs> hot cake selling out. <laughs> <laughs> he's reporting on the news from next to him. <laughs> You figure all the businessmen, they're going to the stock exchange, and they've got sure. that long ticker tape, and yeah. they're all excited. Give me one of those newspapers. That's not about hotcakes. That's the ticker tape? That's yeah. what they throw down the, the parade? Yeah, that's they what show, a ticker tape parade is. Yeah. They, like, it's stock yeah. numbers? Yeah. Well, because they There's the ticker machine that goes, I didn't even know. There's been a run on hotcakes. Oh, my God, the hotcake stock is up. You know what? They cut that up, and then they throw it out for parades? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, no one recycled uh, back then. It was just, you know, yeah. trash paper everywhere. Yeah, okay. That Man, was video recycling. Video games are crazy. <laughs> that was recycling. <laughs> okay. I lost um, my train of Neo Geo. Anyway. Yeah. Do you have... We'll, we'll, we'll see the Neo Geo yeah, later. Right. We'll do a video on that. You can see that. I want to know later a little on. more about Comic-Con. Okay. So I asked you... What would you, you like, yeah, what would how, you like to hear about? How's the meet and greet? 
Meet and greet went uh, really well. Uh, we actually had like a super big turnout. And then I had an awesome conversation with us. So I was uh, waiting at the bar to get myself a beverage. Uh-huh. Uh, and a girl was next to me and I yeah, was, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, we, we started, we, we were talking. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. And I was, I was about to leave and she's like, oh, thank, thank you for coming. And then I was she like. She was a waitress, wasn't she? No, no, it was, it was. A, she worked it was, she, she just didn't realize that, you know, I was, I was one of the hosts. So then I was like. Well, I'm saying this because I am one of the IGN people, so I'm thanking you for coming. And she felt really embarrassed, and she's That's like, I'm funny. so sorry, I didn't realize. My friends told me about this party, and I'm just here to hang out and, and chat. So Ooh. it was a nice little, uh, nice little chat. Yeah. Sounds like an awkward ending. Yeah. yeah. That, that, no, it was that funny. That story was like, eh? well, I mean, what did you, what did you think the ending was gonna be? And then we, we like, banged. <laughs> <laughs> no, bang no of course not. Threw away my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, one Comic Con. <laughs> Don't tell her. So, <laughs> she'll <laughs> never know. Yeah. The last Comic Con question yes. was uh, about the actual games themselves. Mm-hmm. So, what was like? What was the? What's the coolest thing you saw there? Mm, good question. Or now, and was there a lot of new content? Usually, Comic Con, New York Comic Con, is right. older builds of stuff that we've seen, but it's a public show, so the yeah. public gets to play stuff. It was, you know, it wasn't exactly the most groundbreaking in sure, terms sure, of sure. new content that you got. But we did. We saw. Up, I think there was mostly updates. Uh-huh. Um, there was some stuff that I can't discuss yet that was uh, shown, which is very exciting. You can tell us. But I did. Well, I don't. Them? <laughs> he doesn't trust you. They'll never know. Mute uh, your computers for a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was cool. I, the so podcast listeners hate us. <laughs> so I, I saw. Um, I mean, I know that we've talked about DMC in the past, and it w- it was still an old build. I still have confidence in that game. I think that ga- that's going to be really great. The Devil May Cry remake. Um, I also Colin Moriarty and I saw Nino Cooney. We're also mm. still very confident about that and excited about that. And did you yes. see Remember Me? I read Colin's preview for Remember Me, mm-hmm. and it sounded I was very excited. I was it. only I was at the World of Capcom panel where they discussed Remember Me, uh-huh. but I did not get to play it okay. or see it like live. Okay. Did he get to play it? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I'm not talk sure if to it was a hands on or hands off. TGS. It's looking really cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was kind of sad because the World of Capcom panel uh, got a lot of mixed reactions from. So it was, I mean, it was packed. It was, pa- <laughs> it was packed, but uh, it, it, like when, for example, when DMC came on, and I'm still I'm still venting about this. I, I talked to Colin about this as well. When DMC came on, some people were booing. Like people making like fart noises, super mature yeah. comedy. Well, so and, were they like showing a trailer for it? Or yeah, they were showing a trailer and they panel. were like, boo. And then, and then it, I, th- I thought to myself, now, you might not be a fan of DMC, but then you just, you just stay quiet. Yeah, just do don't that. applaud. Sort it out. Don't applaud yeah, like, if you are, don't like yeah, it. But they're, these are Capcom people that are giving you their time. Yeah. They're presenting in front of this huge audience. This is very stressful. You boo them yeah. for them like taking the time out of their schedules like, to come. And, why are you there? I don't know about it. Yeah, exactly. Why are like, you at this panel? So, you so, just showed up to boo them? So you're just booing. a troll in real life? No, no, saying I mean, words. No, no, I think they came to like hear the the Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Cross Tekken, um, all all that stuff, that news, and then mm. also they were, you know, people were freaking out about Darkstalkers. Oh, the um, announced Darkstalkers, yeah. Which I think don't, a lot of people don't realize is that yes, they announced Darkstalkers Resurrection. Uh, Capcom did, I mean, uh, which is a collection of the second and third game in the series, but 
I mean, and people are like, that's what the big thing was. Oh, it's just a, a rehash. <laughs> but uh, but the, what people need to remember is that um, Ono-san, one of the uh, you know main producers over there on their on their their fighting game franchises, said that this is the first step for them to resurrect the Darkstalker series. Darkstalker's resurrection. Correct. <laughs> okay. So so and he was saying how this is just the first step, and that the journey is long. Uh, winter is coming, and we can expect to see a lot more of Darkstalkers in the future. So right now it's like a zombie. It was in the in the ground. Right. And they've, now the they've, zombies emerged, and then eventually, like the they'll bring you know, it back to life. Yeah, they'll bring yeah. it back to life. I don't. That but, analogy's going no, nowhere. I'm not, yeah. If a zombie's already up, then it would be back. I mean, it would I think back. he means like convert zombie, like it'll cure be, it. It'll be a human. And then it's a human. It'll be like the Frankenstein monster. Like a, that they'll like make a human zombie. Human. Whatever, right. let's just get it. It's more it. like let's Jesus. Just... It's come yeah. back to life, but it hasn't ascended yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. We wanted to talk a little bit about Borderlands 2. Yeah. I think all of us yeah. have been playing Borderlands 2. I think we all like it. Yeah, a lot. Can all agree on that at least? Oh, I yes. beat it over the weekend. You beat it? Yep. Are you going to play the DLC? Yep. I bought the season pass. I'm, 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 I'm all in. Yeah. Gearbox did, did me right, so I'm gonna continue to do them right. And you we'll play just be doing each other <laughs> left and right. You play it cooperatively. I did. Yeah, with yeah. Them. It was one of the things I played Borderlands One and what, the problem with Borderlands One was I got on the trip way too late. It was a game of the year time, so I picked it up in December to play it so I could be knowledgeable when we voted and talked about it. So everybody else was already done playing it, so I put it in and nobody else was playing it. I played it for a few hours, enjoyed myself, but eventually got bored. Kind of ran my course of just running around all by myself in silence. Me too. So, <laughs> You, know, you, you know mute I mean? it. You're just like sitting well, yeah, by yourself. Even muted. when you're running from mission to mission or whatever, there's I, like no. It's not like Clat yeah. Chap's always talking to you or whatever. Yeah, so when yeah. Borderlands 2 came out and I was excited for it, I made a point to make sure that I'd always play with people. So there was, uh, you know, maybe I would say there's a combined maybe two hours I played by myself mm. because it seemed like somebody. I have a you know a robust PSN friends list and people were always playing and ready to jump in and help me out or do whatever. So I played by myself, uh -huh. uh, and I love it. Good. I don't have anything negative to say about playing cooperatively because uh, I haven't tried it yet. But at least just I'm playing it uh, by myself is enough for me. It's enough for me to love the game. Mm -hmm. But Justin was going to talk some yeah. smack on single player. No, that's not true. I, I'm the same as Greg. I, you know, I played Borderlands 1 and didn't get that far into it because I only played it by myself. And I logged online and played with some random people on Xbox, and that wasn't yeah, really... You can't play randoms. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, co-op games like that, like, I have... Friends, we're all friends, right? Yeah, yeah. we're just we're, we're bros. Yeah, we're bros. Part. Um, so we've been known to bro down, but it's hard. Even when you have like a robust group of friends, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm going to be on it this time. Oh, I can't mm -hmm. be on it that time. And you want to do it like every night, but then I can't do it on Wednesdays because I got this. And like that's even hard when you do have a big group of friends. And if you don't have a big group of friends and you pick up a game like Borderlands, you are not going to get like the same experience as somebody else. Sure. Like you really need like a group of people that like this is our Borderlands time for like a while. I'm yeah. going to go through it. And I played it, and I you know I don't have that. So you know. I don't well, know. I mean, what what, are, what worked for me having the friends list that I have made up of you know real life friends and then uh, podcast beyond listeners and just IGN fans in general is that it was one of those things where I think Borderlands is really good at just being able to cycle people in and out. You know what I mean? I'd come on and I'd play for 15 minutes and I'd jump into somebody else's game and earn a yeah. little XP and then go back to my own thing or do my you know start my own. Then they'd yeah. jump and then I'd be like, oh sorry guys, I gotta walk Portillo. I'd quit out. They'd keep playing. I'd come back. You know, it seemed like there was always some way to pass that baton and keep it going. Get in there and chip away a little bit at it. How does uh, how does Borderlands handle uh, say you're going through the uh, campaign by yourself. Yeah. You jump into someone else's game who's either uh, further or, uh, or wait, 
farther or less far than you, yeah. and then you go back to yours. Like, is that even possible? Yeah, oh yeah, or is it totally kind of reset your? No, like, what happens is it happened to me where you know I jumped ahead and we jumped into like Mike Mitchell's game for a while, and he, right, was, right. he was still doing story quests ahead of me, and so I helped out and beat his, and then I went back and I played the story quest up to that point. But once I got to quests that I'd already done with other people, it says, oh, hey, you've already done these. Do you want to skip them? Yeah, it and gives you, you the choice. And, you can uh, yeah, you just and that's a new through. thing for the sequel, I think. I don't remember exactly what the original did, but I remember there was some weirdness about what it did with your progress mm, when weirdness. you were in co-op versus not in co-op that I was not happy about. I feel like that's the best way to handle it. Sure, um, yeah. Because there's some people that are like, I've done this. I want to skip it. And there's other people that are like, no, if I did it with somebody else, that doesn't mean that I don't want to see it again. So just yeah. you know, give people the option real quick. That's Agreed. a totally and reasonable way to do things. Damon, I did want to chime in. Uh, I'm also playing it uh, mostly solo, and mm -hmm. I've, I've only gotten like someone to jump into my game a few times. But I will say that uh, a few nights ago I was playing and got, and got to the point for the first time in maybe 20 hours where I could not beat this quest by myself. Mm -hmm. like, and I, and I, was, I was well, well enough leveled, actually a couple levels over the recommended level cap, or the recommended level uh, requirement. Mm -hmm. I had plenty of great weapons, uh, well stocked right? with ammo. Yeah, I was a gunserker. So I actually had to like go on Twitter and I was like, anybody uh, around on the PC want to want to jump into this game? A lot of people jumped in, right? Uh, yeah, I had I had like two volunteers and I only needed one person to help gotcha. me get through that 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 quest. But that's so once you had to help you. Oh, no it was a, well, it was a breeze, but also it was because he was 15 levels higher <laughs> than me. So he came in and like put a turret down and it was, it was like just everything dead. See you, powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> So now, how do you like being Gunzerker? Because you made it on Twitter. You asked what it's the least popular character, and you, everybody's like Gunzerker. You're yeah. like, I'll do that. I'll thing. do it. <laughs> Why <laughs> did you decide to do that? Anyway. So I did. So I what I I like to have. I'm. This is part of my kind of oddities and quirks as being a gamer. I like to have an experience that's at least somewhat unique to myself. So that if I'm playing the Siren and everyone on the planet is playing Siren, I suddenly feel like I'm like, I'm just doing what everybody else is doing. I want to break the system, man. But I say to myself in my head with that voice. Hack and the so, world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, uh, I, I, I actually like to play as the underdog characters. I like to usually try and select the class that not a lot of people are. So I'm not only getting a unique experience, but I'm also kind of feeling out something that's uh, that's not very you know not very popular. Not a lot of people have tried. Yeah, I do that too. So I went with the Gunzerker, not just. And by the way, the Gunzerker is completely antithetical to like my personality, my play style. I mean, I am any of the other three people. The one person I am least like is the Gunzerker. In that can be of, kind of fun too, though. Yeah, it's fun, except that it wasn't. Mm. So you don't <laughs> like the Gunzerker? Uh, I'm, I'm I have very strong mixed feelings. What level about are you at the, now? The Gunzerker. I think I'm 22 or 23. Okay. Will you yeah. continue, or you just start a new character? Yes, I'm going to continue because at this point I want to uh, clear the uh, clear the story. I generally like to play story by myself first, so that like people aren't like skipping the cutscenes and like you know just ruining the wreck stressful. and shop. You know? In games that are story based, and not that Borderlands 2 is this incredible story, but there are cutscenes and things you want to experience. I get stressed out playing a co-op game when there's story elements like that, and I'm worried that other people might have already seen it and they want to skip it. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking more about like MMOs, like in dungeons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel rushed. I don't like feeling rushed with other people. I don't want to feel like no, you I'm gotta wasting take your their time. time and yeah, you got to take I think your time. Reason, at least my, in my experience, in, uh, with my group of friends, uh, is on the same page with that. A lot of people yeah. do come back. I, you know, I played over the weekend to beat it, and I was having level 44s join my game or whatever and help me out level 50 and stuff. And it was one of those things where, yeah, they just go into their menus and fool with their things and yeah. swap around equipment and stuff. Nobody, and they're quiet, Wh too. While you're doing, watching yeah. cutscenes and, it, and Well, stuff. you know, Borderlands isn't really a cutscene-driven game. It's more like, yeah. you know, that Roland's you're, talking or whatever yeah. while we're all running around doing our thing. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's super well-designed in, in that regard. I just, uh, 
I, th I feel I feel dedicated. I'm not going to stop at level 22, and when I'm you know so far into the story already, I'm just I'll just power through. Yeah. And probably start maybe a I don't know siren or a necromancer. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm excited about that necromancer. Yeah. yeah. She easily seems cool. Easily one of the best games of the year. Yep. I love it. Uh, I've got an email here from <clears throat> a woman named Ariel Fortune Dalton. Okay. Wow. Why do our readers have the, or watchers, viewers, have the oh. best names? <laughs> they really <laughs> do. It's kind of a really cool name. Yeah. Uh, she says, my name is Ariel Fortune Dalton. And I'm writing you because my husband, Jamie Dalton, is a huge fan of you guys. Listen to all of your podcasts since day one. He is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Oh. Aww. And on November 6th of this year, we are celebrating our one-year wedding anniversary. Nice. I know it would mean the world to him and me if you could surprise him with a shout-out on a podcast uh, before or, uh, or on the date. I think he'll even be amazed I figure out how to do this considering my entire knowledge <laughs> of the video game world comes from him. I work for the Dannon Company, so I will send you guys a case of yogurt. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I do like yogurt. Um, yeah, yogurt or no yogurt. Ariel we're, and, and Jamie. No, we want the yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very happy to wish you both a very happy uh, first year wedding anniversary. It's actually very thoughtful. Yeah, it's great. It's, like good, it's a good woman you've got there, Jamie. You take Congratulations, guys. Hold on to that one. Yeah. Um, and Greg, what's our address in case we're going to be getting some yogurt? Oh, it's easy. You can reach IGN at IGN, 625 2nd Street, San Francisco, California, 94107. You can put floor three on there, yeah. but they'll know where to go. Third That's floor. Like, it, I, no one's that stupid. What kind of yogurt do we like? We've made it here. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't know where to put it. I'm the mailman. I come here every day. I don't know what IGN is. all this yogurt. <laughs> I'll throw it in the street. So we can all agree that we're boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Gentlemen. Yeah. Boxer briefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like the wife. You do that hand thing, but then he doesn't ever, like, it's usually doesn't. One day he's going to. <laughs> he's going to put the text up as I do it. Just like Evan Rothwell did. Evan says, back in the calm and timid summer months, a little event called E3 was held. You guys remember I this? I remember E3. I've heard of that. Microsoft stood before us all and spoke of this magical Android slash iPhone app that would give us all kinds of additional information and let us control our Xboxes with our phones. Just wondering how that was coming along since the Xbox dashboard update has arrived. So he's talking about Smart Glass. Yeah. The uh, service that Microsoft announced at E3. Yes. Then went very quiet. Very, wow. like the quietest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's supposed to be like a second screen experience yeah. for games and other entertainment on your Xbox console, right? Yeah. What's going on with this, Mitch? So it's, it's interesting that he notes that it's an iPhone and Android app because it's like, when that comes out, and Smart Glass launches on October 26th with Windows 8. Uh, when Windows 8 launches, and that's the Surface. When, yeah, tablet. and that's when the Surface tablet launches. And then you'll be able to use your Surface tablet with Smart Glass, with your Xbox, with your Windows 8 PC, and then no, no, no iOS and Android. Not for a while. Well, so, but when they first announced it, they said it would just be available on all yeah, so the tablets, idea, right? Right. Yeah. The idea was that they were going to launch it with Surface, and you would Buy the tablet because that, that's sorry the slate because Microsoft calls it a slate they don't like the word tablet, um, but long I think it's it's a long term plan to add it to the to various devices. Yeah, um, we went to an Xbox Music appointment. We saw Xbox Music. It was running on Surface, and it's apparently terrible, right? It's not great. <laughs> it's at least not for Xbox users. Like in a year when it's on iPhone and Android, like it'll be great. Okay. It'll be a total Spotify competitor. Mm. Uh, but they had it running on a Surface, and we asked them like, hey, so. 
when will we see like smart glass running on my iPad so I can use it with the device that I already own? What's an iPad? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they Fuck said, oh, well, uh, within a year. Like that's Whoa. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like does that mean? Does that mean like eleven months? <laughs> what does that mean? So we'll see um, when it comes to iOS. Because um, I'm not going to buy a Surface. Like I have see, no reason to upgrade. Did you see the actual smart glass? Like, did you see any examples of it running live? Like, the examples they showed at E3 were cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we saw it with uh, music. So, what they had with music was, like, you could browse the library while music played from your TV or your surround sound. And then you would, like, select songs, and it would transmit it to your Xbox. Oh. So, I mean, th that's the basic functionality of it with music. But we also saw it uh, with Dance Central. We went to an event, and we saw it running. And it basically runs like a karaoke playlist, where you just select songs, and then Damon and Greg go up and dance like they do. And I would say, oh, you guys are going to play Macarena, YMCA, The Shuffle, whatever songs I pick from Dance Central 3. <laughs> sure. I'm picking real winners here for you yeah, guys. Yeah. So I, I pick that playlist, and then you guys say, oh, we would like to play this, and you pick your mode uh, from the game screen, or you deny it, and we move to the next song in the list. It's really simple. Um, it's a really basic, like, ground-level experiment for functionality. It's, but we're getting so there. <laughs> it's slowly Central but surely. It's a Kinect game. Yes. So I don't understand what 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 functionality Smart Glass provides that you can't do with just Connect. Right, you can't. I mean, you you build a playlist within the iPad. Like somebody, <coughs> you're having a party. It's a great big fun time with all of us. Oh, so you can pass it around. Yeah. yeah so you're like, like, you're playing and like one person's on the couch, couch picking the okay. next yeah, song. Yeah, they pick a song for you. Um, you can just pick songs individually, but this just lets you queue up as many as you need. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Smart Glass and actually the Wii U to a lesser extent have sort of they're latching on to this trend that um, you know people are when they're watching TV they're not just watching TV anymore. Everybody yeah, sure. like it's one of those things that's been lurking like just meet the surface like everyone does this but they're not talking about it and companies haven't figured out that you're always on your phone when you're yeah. watching television. I am. I never just watch a show. I'm always picking up my smartphone. I'm looking at tweets. I'm looking at this. I'm who? What was that actor in? I'm going that's to his a, IMDb yeah, we're page. We're always going to IMDb while we watch shows. Yeah, and so and I think that's sort of a smart like younger people. That's how they consume things now. Is they always have this second screen. And so Smart Glass, you know, if there's shows and games that take advantage of it, I think that could be really cool. HBO's but HBO's doing that right now with second yeah. screen experience. They always warn you before Boardwalk Empire or yeah. whatever starting. Have you checked it out? No. Okay. I got things to do. I know. Yeah. They do it for Walking Dead too. Yeah. It's like all right. Wow. Well, that was one of the things they they promoted at E3 was like, hey you. You like Game of Thrones? Look at the world. This is a map of the place. This is this character. Here's a bio. Here's all yeah. this information it would be, and about they, the land. The cool thing was they would have a, a map where you could see uh, like pinpoints where the where characters gone, were where in the world in, yeah. because yeah. it's so confusing. So it could be really cool. They just have to, <clears throat> they just have to support it. Yeah. yeah. So obviously it needs to come to iOS and Android. You know, not that yeah. many people have Windows 8 phones. Um, the other thing is, and this is the question I asked at E3. I'm like, this is awesome. Microsoft's doing this cool thing, but like. The people that make Game of Thrones and the people that make these television shows have to support it. Like, how many of yeah. them are really like, why? I'm I'm the producer of Game of Thrones. Why do I bother money? including this? Yeah, I mean, do they have to get paid? Like, I don't know how you find the time to do that between editing <laughs> IT and wireless. <laughs> you know, um, what I, like I just I'm a fan of your work. <laughs> so at E3, they were showing off showing it off with Halo Four. Yeah, yeah, that was cool All this, too. Like, sort of. Supplemental content. Like Basically, like 4. the Bungie.net content that you would get with Halo yeah. 3. It's just like yeah. stats and like here's your current loadout, here's your total kill count, here's all the medals you've earned. And that, that stuff's great. Um, and some ideas we threw around the office, like Gears of War Judgment, would just be like a leaderboard. Instead of hitting back to open your leaderboard, yeah. just kind of glance down. Um, stuff like that's yeah. great. But yeah. then, like, Halo 4 is just around the corner and we haven't heard anything about yeah. Smart Glass and, and how all it's the stuff. Use it. like, all the stuff they showed at E3 at the bottom is like, just like, this is prototype, this yeah. is probably not it's what this is. Because E3 is a bunch of bullshit, Damon. 
All the ah, press conferences yeah. are a bunch of bullshit. How many really? times Sony shows the PlayStation Vita in their, their remote playing kill zone? We can't really do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was just their test. And like uh, Konami's like, oh yeah, we have a Metal Gear 4 running on the Vita. It only took blah blah weeks, and then that's not out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming. You'll never do that. I mean, I think we're going to see lots and lots of cool first-party uses of smart glass from Xbox, and we probably won't see that much cool from you know third parties or other you know other people outside of Microsoft. Yeah. Well, it's, if it's supposed to launch in a week, uh, I don't think many people out there know about it. No. Probably not. So Halo. I mean, we'll see the Halo stuff. If that's super cool, then that'll maybe get people on board. You know, there there there's a lot of hype around the surface, Kevin. So if they can, they need. Well, mm? it's at Is least there? hype. I don't know yeah. how well it'll sure. sell, but yeah. it's at least a high-profile okay. new gadget, sure. new tablet that's about to launch. No, people new are totally. Slate. I mean, it's the same price as an iPad. It <clears throat> looks comparable, you yeah. know, in terms of specs. And that's the one that's like not a real PC, right? That's one that's just yeah, a basic new tablet. R- yeah. uses RT. Windows RT. I think yeah. The, yeah. the tablet that I don't want. Um, yeah, maybe they can use that. They would have to use that to make people aware of smart glass, or else. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Nobody's going to know that it even exists. Yeah, unless they're watching Game Scoop. Yeah, right. Let's continue to talk about <laughs> Microsoft and portable devices, and bring in Sony. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this, David? <laughs> I just get up and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is when you want to talk about comics. This is Zeke Wright. Zeke! <laughs> Good old Zeke! You, you and Zeke go way back. ZW, you call them. Z-dubs. Z-dubs. Do you think that in order to keep up with Sony and Nintendo in the next generation, Microsoft has to release a portable gaming device? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Vita is the evidence that you do not. Yeah. That's a really weird question, Zeke. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think Microsoft has to do that. No, I think all. they will be far better off if they do not. Mm-hmm. As long as Microsoft doesn't fuck it up, they will be great. <laughs> if they cannot they, torpedo their if, sales. If they just do, the, just do the minimal amount of work to get them to the next console, they'll be just dandy. If they just keep selling Xbox 360s like they're doing, they'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all agreed that the, the, a dedicated handheld gaming console, that that's you know, its primary or its only purpose is to play games, um, that's probably a concept that's not going to be around too much longer. Yeah, that's true, yeah. The 3DS is, has been successful, not yeah. as successful as the... DS, um, I think it's, you're just, you're just going to see sort of a slide yeah. in dedicated handheld gaming. I'd like to see Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft, or, you know, one of the dedicated games makers come out with like a, a true competitor to the App Store. Like if Nintendo wants to keep, if they want to do another Game Boy or another DS, I'd like to see it have, you know, a very democratized App Store where people can just put games on the Nintendo console. Well, I mean, Nintendo that's PlayStation console. Mobile, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what PlayStation Mobile's deal is. They, now you, ha- you can get the SDK right for 99 bucks, just like the App Store. You can, you know, be a kid at home and just make an app, make a game, and try to get it out. And like we are seeing, we're seeing more, you know, downloadable Vita games also. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, App Store games. There's more overlap there than there was. I don't think they're going far enough yet. Sure. I think PlayStation Mobile's in its infancy for sure, and most of the shit they're putting over are just minis that suck. See, but it has to grow, right? Like, the problem with Microsoft is that it has, like, the XNA indie stuff. Where developers pay like a hundred bucks, they get in the XNA program, they make indie games, they publish them to Xbox Live and the indie channel for a dollar, and it's like this is a great system. It's very mobile based, but it never changed, it never evolved. Yeah. The games were mostly like throwaway garbage. Well, there's some really good ones. There, is, there are absolutely some really good. Mostly. Uh, I mean, like the App Store, right? Like a lot of them are bad. Max Fun Times was great. Max Fun Times was. There's some good stuff in the indie store, but yeah, like a mobile store. The Microsoft never promoted it. Yeah, yeah, and they never promoted it. If you're just an average. Xbox user out there, how would you even find that content? Yeah, on the yeah. Xbox? yeah, like yeah, it's buried point. in there. Yeah. You can't even find the Xbox Live Arcade anymore. You know, Microsoft yeah. has gone to great lengths to hide that content from people. That's true. It's very strange. You know, in their push to uh, you know become more of like the center of your digital living room, and they want to own your music and television and all of that. Like I couldn't. I went to go buy Mark of the Ninja, mm-hmm. and like I couldn't figure out how to buy it for it's, like a while. It's 
to connect ploy, man, because the Bing search is really good on Xbox. Mm. You got an Xbox Bing. Xbox that, uh, Bing. Xbox Bing. Mark of the Ninja. That's your little newsboy vo- voice. Oh. That's the voice everyone uses to <laughs> well, talk to the, I, the, That's my impression of Colin Moriarty doing an impression <laughs> of, uh, of an Xbox fanboy. That's fan true. Boy. We all do. Yeah. Well, I do try to do, when I do the Xbox Bing voice, or Xbox, I didn't know Xbox, that's where that came uh, from. I'm, I'm doing the Colin voice <laughs> yep. that he does. Yeah, speaking of the Vita. Yeah. This is Sean Gass. He's a gas man, huh, Sean? You got a funny last name. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> it says, one of the selling points of the Vita is bringing console experiences to the handheld. Is it possible for Sony to port their older PS3 games, such as Infamous and Uncharted 1, to their Vita and possibly re-release them through the PSN store? Uh, you'd like to believe so. Uh, I would like that very much. Yeah, it's one of those things you, I'd really love them to start... I mean, it's, it's the one thing where I'd, I'd love to see it, I guess, if it had new trophies, and if it didn't, I wouldn't care that much, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things, I don't know how many people miss those games. Uh, if, you're, if you're dialed into having a PlayStation Vita, you probably have a PS3, yep. so hopefully you've already played these great games that are like 20 bucks now, like as greatest hits, <laughs> probably cheaper than that with PlayStation Plus and downloads. Yeah, Infamous is like five years old, just yeah. pay 10 bucks for it or let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you can't uh, have it on the go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what the Vita needs, right, is original content to succeed. Right now, if you just keep porting over old PlayStation Three stuff, you're going to get people who are like, "Oh, I like that game before. I'll play it again or play half of it again." And it's not going really going to suck people in. It's not going to. You have to give people a reason to buy the PlayStation Vita. That's what it's lacking right now. There's no holy shit. You have to play PlayStation Vita, Mitch, because of. It's like Sound Shapes is awesome. Sound Shapes yep. is amazing. That's a hard sell. Of, you need to buy this two hundred and fifty slash three hundred dollar console to play this ten dollar download. For Metal Gear Solid HD, which I own on three sixty, exactly. which is remakes of games I love. Is it Sound Shapes on times. PSN? It is, and it's, it's a PS three game as well. And that's the other yeah. thing. That's the other way they're hurting themselves. Mutant Blobs is now on PS three as well, right? That I do not think is true. There's I may have just made that up. Mutant Blobs, the original Mutant Blob. There was an original that's Mutant right. Blobs about that's a right. blob, and then this is Andrew Hanwell. He says, I've listened to Scoop for well over a year now. I've always wondered where the quote, beware I live, from the show opening comes from. Can you tell me? Anybody know here? Yeah. Um, uh, it's Do you really the, know? It's the Genesis game. No. No? Is nope. it also from that movie? No. The, uh, the, the movie that where they stole the Duke Nukem lines is what I'm thinking of. They Live? Yeah. No, it's not from okay. It's from an early 80s arcadian called Sinistar. I am Sinistar. Beware I live. Run, run, run. Beware, coward. Run, coward. I hunger. Oh, that's uh, right. The, that was like the first instance of a game talking to you, right? There were lots of voice, like digitized voice samples right. in there. Uh, it's actually really scary because you're like, it's like a top-down shooter and you're in a ship and then this evil, like, sort of malevolent spaceship that's alive called Sinistar is eventually going to come and chase you down, and he's like, run, run. He's <laughs> very courteous of him yeah. to give you warnings. Yeah, yeah it's always like really... Beware, like, run. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm and then coming. when he actually shows up, he like screams, he like yells at you. <laughs> pretty this, intense. This scary, Damon has got little Damon back yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. Little Damon is all freaked out now. Yeah. Anyway, that's where that line comes from. Uh, Greg, how do you think we pronounce this viewer's name? Oh. Uh, it's Aditya... <laughs> I think that's right. Um, Aditya asks, I've always wondered, what's in the mysterious cup? What do each of y'all <laughs> drink on the show? Oh. My cup's not really <laughs> mysterious. It's very clear. Yeah, but it's not and, obvious uh, what that is. That I could mean, be it's, anything. It's, it's a tea. You're, you're drinking, drink, tea. You're drinking tea. your morning apple juice. This is awake tea. Awake tea? Awake. Is it making you feel awake? Yeah. It's dark. Caffeine, like a punch in the face. 
We do. So we're Strongest filming Game Scoop in the morning, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Damon, you know, does his magic. You're revealing all the secrets. I know. I know. I feel like people. So we <laughs> we are we film it in the morning, and so this is usually coffee. It's yeah. 4 a.m. right now. Yes, <laughs> it is actually midnight. It's a Game Scoop is a morning show, although it doesn't air in the mornings. But we shoot it as a morning. We show. We need to have like windows with people like out back with signs. Just yeah. comments. <laughs> just, and he's protesting. Let me on the show. Oh. <laughs> It'd be nice to get to the point maybe where we live streams. Game Scoop in the morning, so yeah. actually, actually was a morning show yeah. that you could tune into. You wake up, I like yeah. that. Wake up, two scoops. You can yeah. have a coffee <laughs> with us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, I drink my coffee with cream and sugar. Me too. Not too sweet though. Nope. I take a black. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like my women. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with hot. Black. Game over, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I fluctuate. I I, uh, I used to be lots of cream, lots of sugar, then went to black, and now I'm going back to uh, just cream. But you're a big you're a big tea. But guy. I heard. Once you I am go now. Back, yeah. You never go back. I'm trying to cut out the coffee. Coffee's bad for your teeth, man. Yeah, well, it is. That's everything's true. bad for your teeth. Every, every tea is great. Eat for blueberry your teeth. for antioxidants, but it'll rot your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's why I just eat chicken. <laughs> every few years, you just spring for a teeth whitening. It's fine. Perfect. David's <laughs> got it figured out. Uh, Aditya says, "Just to be a part of this show, I drink tea." Oh, good. So he's, he's a he's a Mistyer type of guy. Yeah. Or girl. Yeah, we're not sure. Cyborg. It's actually a dog emailing in. <laughs> I would love it if a dog. I'm a dog and I love tea. It's my favorite drink. (laughs) (laughs) Woof, woof. (laughs) This is Anthony Lozano from Odessa, Texas. Okay. He says, love your show. My question is, what are your opinions or emotions towards the video game rating system and should retailers ID in order to allow a rated M game to be purchased? I, for one, work retail. I find that most parents don't even know what they are buying until I ask for an ID. And they usually ask for what? Then I usually turn the box around and say, it's rated M for use of drugs, sexual themes, language. Most are surprised. Some don't care what their kids play. What's your take? I haven't thought about the ESRB yeah. so yeah, that's the thing. forever. Well, that's the thing, yeah. So we're all adults. We've been adults for many years. So we can buy whatever games we want. And we don't have kids. So we don't yeah, think yeah. about that stuff. Well, I mean, I, 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 sometimes I do, though. Because, I, I mean, I look like I'm 14 years old. So oh. I still get, from time to time, I deed at stores to buy. To buy video games. games. Yeah, not so much since I moved here. But back home, like, in my college town, they were pretty aggressive about IDing you for buying games. Yeah. Uh, my general thought is that it's totally up to parents. I yeah. agree. Yeah. What, what their kids consume. Yeah. I mean, I think the ESRB is good. Um, the reason the ESRB exists, actually, is to prevent... Um, you know, the games industry decided to self-regulate. Okay, okay, we'll rate our games and we'll make people, you know, be a certain age to buy games to prevent the government from getting involved. And so, in that stance, you know, just like movie ratings, like, that's obviously a very good thing yeah. for our business. You know, it's good for us to be responsible. And uh, game graphics, man, like, an M-rated game today is very different than, like, an M-rated game when we were growing up. Like, think about Doom. When we were growing up, there wasn't M-rated games. Well, I mean, there were, I mean, oh, you're right, but uh, uh, think about a game like Doom that would have been rated M. And yeah. that's, like, so quaint and silly and dumb yeah. now compared to, like, the really, like, terrible stuff you can well, see in some now, video games now. The yeah. range in the, M, like, an M-rated game has such range, like, Halo is an M-rated game. That's always a little shenanigans but then, to me. Like, like, Max Payne 3, which slow motion shoot the guy in the face with an Uzi for 50 rounds is like really gross, really violent, like kind of disgustingly so. Like that is on the same level as Halo, which is Yeah, I mean I've always thought Halo should be a teen orange game to begin with. What did you say? I think Halo should be rated T, not M. I agree, completely. Yeah, I'm um, actually surprised that it's not. Yeah. So, it's all that sexual tension between Cortana <laughs> and yeah. Master Chief. Yeah. Um, I wrote yeah, about I guess that that's once yeah. in a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also got, Mitch and I are cursed with these baby faces, and I yeah. got, I was like 26 years old and I got carded to buy a, buy an M-rated game. What's it like to have a beard, Damon? Yeah. <laughs> it gets scratchy. 
I, I shave once a week when it starts getting itchy. Yeah, it's okay. really hard to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> we have a mandate tonight. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, Paranormal Activity 4, finally. We have a yearly, we have a yearly standing mandate. Next year, we'll go see Paranormal Activity 5, whatever yeah, so dumb good. shit It'll that is. It'll be set in the future. <laughs> <laughs> On a spaceship? Monday yeah. games, uh, I guess. Wednesday games, we need to review Paranormal Activity 4. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, this is Big Tony style. Yeah. 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 Long time games. I love that. Yeah. He asks, should free... Future downloadable content be considered when reviewing a game like Halo 4 with Spart- Spartan Ops. Sure. You, you think you like consider that as value that's, as part of the game? So that's, that's a, a really good question. That's a really interesting challenge, right? I'm not on the Halo review, so I get to say whatever I want about this. Um, but <laughs> I mean, that's a really good example because the Spartan Ops stuff, it, it's, it's episodic, it's weekly, it's substantial. It's five chapters, each one is like 10 minutes long. So every week you get an hour of new Halo content, new story based Halo content. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And we're kind of figuring out right now how we're going to cover that, because we can't for the review. The review goes live on November 1st. I is, it a pack in, right. is it a pack-in, like, one-time use? Is it basically an uh, online pass? So no, like, no, no, it's okay. not even that. So when you get Halo 4, you get your, your campaign, your multiplayer, and then Spartan Ops. Uh-huh. And in Spartan Ops, you have your first chapter. And then after the week after release, chapter two. The week after that, chapter three. And it's just something they feed in. Okay. Um, the first so if I buy it used, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. You will just get that. Um, and you'll probably have the whole season. And it will be free because it's the first season will be free. And then after that, they're going to probably start charging. Sure. That's actually a really interesting question. Yeah, because um, well, so <coughs> traditionally, we review a game as, 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 it, as is. it is on launch day. Sure. You know? I mean, this, um, this can be, the same thing can happen in reverse where, you know, EA especially is notorious for turning off the servers of online games that aren't performing. Like Madden, you get one year to play Madden or, you know, maybe a lesser sports game and then the next year's comes out and they turn off the multiplayer service for the previous year. Sure. And it's sort of like... Is that true for Madden? Uh, well, Madden might Probably be a bad example because it's popular Basketball enough. Just it absolutely happens. Yeah. With NBA Live. I, I, yeah, it definitely happens with some of the some of the B tier sports games. Yeah. You know, you get one year of online play, then you got to buy the next year, and like you know, I don't know. So it can be a good thing if they continue supporting a title, or obviously on yeah. mobile games, you know, games continue getting mm-hmm. you know more and more and more content yeah. updates. I mean, to me, I think it, you review it and talk about you know the lasting appeal and what is coming. Sure. Not that you, this is, is good or bad, but all this content is coming, and that's really right. cool. This story's worked here, so I can't imagine why it wouldn't work here. It's sure. similar to when we review a little big planet, right? Like it's like, hey, this is this, and these creation tools are awesome, and yeah. I imagine people are going to do amazing yeah. things with this. But and you don't have they, the game yet. Yeah, even if they don't, like Little Big Planet is still fun on its own. Sure, and sure, Halo, sure. you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Halo when we review Halo, fun, we will review it as is, and there's a lot there to cover. And even if like you know the week to week stuff turns out like, ah, this is kind of boring and not really interesting at all, like that's not going to affect the review. I think even if that was all available, yeah. that might not affect the overall score or the impression because yeah. it is such a small component of a big whole. I mean, I think my gut tells me that that probably is something. And this isn't like some sort of formal IGM review policy, but my personal stance is The that JD you, stance. The JD stance is that you, you know, you do sort of consider that, you know, it goes into the replay value. Sure. It goes into yep. the longevity of the game and that's one of the many, many things that influences your yeah. score of a game. It's not like because of Spartan Ops, Halo, you know, we're going to bump its, it's score. It's a nine by, instead of an eight. Right, exactly. But I do think, you know, you're considering how long are people going to want to play this yeah. game? What's the value for $60? You know, what are the different modes? And that's one one of the things that's like, yeah, that's you know, pretty cool. The risk is that it's just it's just a promise yep. from the publisher, right? Sure. And that they may or may not deliver on. Yep, yep. that's a fair point. So it's like, I mean, I think about on the mobile side, you know, <coughs> Rovio is a history of supporting their titles. So in mm-hmm. something like Bad Piggies, I don't remember exactly what I said in my review, but I think I said, yeah, you know, I'm sure we're going to see more free DLC down the line, and the game's just going to keep getting better. And I think that's a fair, I, you know, they could make a liar out of me if they chose not to continue updating the game, but you go based on you know, their track record, and you do the best you can. 
more and more we're going to see games as service. Games as a service, yeah, yep. So it's Platforms. Like that we are going to have to deal with that more and more. That's the future. I wonder if Spartanops. I, I, I just, this is just a really interesting question to me because it's not something I thought too much about. Good like job. a big Tony style. Yeah. Big Tony I wonder if they're setting up Spartanops. Like that could be something you subscribe to in Halo 5. I absolutely for could example. be, yeah. You know, if people like it, if people playing it, and Bungie is notorious for tracking really, really elaborate stats and knowing exactly. Three, four, three. The Halo development yes. team is notorious for tracking. <laughs> people who make Halo games. <laughs> yes. Um, they know everything about the people that play the games. Every yes. bullet that's fired, every minute they spend in the game. The color of their hair. The color <laughs> of How their... many women they've slept with. Whoa. <laughs> Zero. Or men. Come on. Um, so if Smart Knobs is popular, yeah, I would totally expect in Halo 5 that could be look for $10 a month yeah. you'll get. Or even sooner with Halo 4. I mean, they, they call this free the free segment Season 1. Oh, Nothing is stopping them from doing Season 2, mm-hmm. 3, 4, 5, 6 before Halo 5 comes out. Yeah. Cool. Our last question this week comes from Adam Williams. He says, I'm 25 and a city planner living in the north of the UK. Looking to shake up my life, pursue my video game's passion, in particular, journalism. I have a few questions. Number one, how competitive is the game's journalist market in the US? Is it even a thing? Yes. Yeah. It's very, a thing it's very and it's very competitive. Yes. <laughs> it is there competitive is, as hell. There are very few slots, there are very few job openings. Um, even for freelancers, like <clears throat> outlets like IGN and other outlets find a select group of freelancers that they trust and tend to go back to that pool a lot of the time. Um, uh, their positions don't really open up unless suddenly they have more money to support it or someone leaves. There are many, many more people that want the job than <laughs> yes. there are jobs available. 100% true. Um, I think editorial staff, the trend is, to, is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, IGN has one of the largest editorial staffs in the business and it's smaller today than it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think an interesting, uh, well, someone told me once that there are more people making a living as rock stars than there are doing what we do. Wow. Go be a rock star. So yeah. Because that sounds, A, way way cooler. I learned out of being a city planner at 25. (laughs) (laughs) Pick up that guitar. It'd be great if he got hired in his first review of SimCity. Yeah, there are probably less people writing about games full-time than are on an NFL football team, probably. There are more people well, in space right now. But let's say he goes for it. His second question is, he says, I spend much of my time writing, in particular, critiquing buildings. He's a building mm, reviewer. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. That's we should uh, try that. Good, we should go downtown good not great windows. <laughs> 7.5 overall. <laughs> he asks, is this a transferable skill that would be looked upon if I were to hypothetically apply for an editorial position somewhere? Can we find out by reverse engineering this and next week we review we a building? Review buildings. <laughs> uh, I, my, I, well, Adam, was his name? Adam, Adam Williams. Williams. I would say that's probably not a transferable skill. And I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm just not, saying like... You know, it's not... I don't know to what level he critiques yeah. it, though. He might be like, the structural integrity of this is garbage. Tear it down. Whereas we're like, ah, and the multiplayer is kind of boring. Tear it down. So, <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about the internet in 2012, and this is the advice I give, we get this question a lot, is that there's nothing stopping you. Just start writing. Yep. Start yeah. writing start today. Start a blog. Exactly. Start right a blog and put IGN. it online. And, you know, the honest truth is if you're, you know, uh, adamsgamereviews.net, like, no, no one's really going to read that. But you get to see, you know, you get to hone your craft yeah. and you get to see whether you really like this or not. Playing a game for review is very different than just playing it for fun. And, uh, and uh, that's what, I mean, I guess I can't speak for you guys, but that's what I did is I wrote about games for fun before I did it professionally. Completely. So. And Adam is, he notes here, he is a My IGN user, Revo Zero. So that would be a great place to start writing blogs about games, start reviewing games, because we actually have a team of people who are looking for, uh, you know, My IGN 
power users. We highlight their yep. content. We'll post the you know we'll post user blogs to the blog role on IGN, and yep. you know we're always like looking for talent that way. And that's uh, not just like yeah, a, IGN. that's just not just like a pipe dream of like oh a blog on my IGN and maybe you will see it someday. Like that's how Audrey Drake. Got a job here. Yeah. She was a my IGN user and got our attention, and then got hired. And we've uh, done guides, freelance work, quite a bit of freelance work from mm-hmm. people that we found in yeah. the community. So, absolutely. So if the job re- building reviewer doesn't work out, but you, post them your so building we, reviews on your. Yeah, blog. I would, <laughs> I'd love to see that. I, I I might have asked you guys this before. Do you remember the very first thing you did, like professionally in in the business? So by, you mean like paid? Yeah. <clears throat> so I reviewed. Nope. Just kidding. <laughs> I wrote a column. I took over a column uh, that Casey Lynch was running at the time for a website, our, our now editor-in-chief. He handed it off to me, and I reviewed games exclusively based on their achievements. Didn't consider the quality of the game. I was like, this game's awesome because its achievements are great, even if it's garbage. That was fun. That sounds like That's a... what, That was my first paid gig. Wow. I guess the first thing I got paid for outside of school would be I did stuff for AssociatedContent.com. Just really? Yeah, I, goofy-ass I, reviews. I didn't know you did some stuff for them. Yeah. I did stuff for my student paper... Um, you said pay- oh, you paid though. In college, yeah. I got a little stipend. So I have a few. So my first E3 was 2003, and that was the year Pac-Man versus. That was the year of the IGN, the reaction guys yeah, yeah. meme, where they're like yeah. so bored. And it was my first E3, and I was like, "What? Pac-Man <laughs> versus? You can play. You can't see. So you can sneak up on <laughs> yeah, people as the ghosts." And I thought that was the best thing. And I wasn't paid to do that, but that was my first like big trade show. So yeah. that's one of my big memories. And then I did business news for Game Daily Biz, which business was like a newsletter news. for game industry executives. And so I would have to write, like, so-and-so's quarterly results came out. And they lost, you know, $12 million. And I had no idea what I was talking <laughs> about or what I was doing. I still don't know what that means. And all these companies, they're like, you know, they're non-this and this earnings totaled this. And I'm just, like, copying and pasting from the press release. I don't know what's going on. Non-gap um, profits. To yeah, like, that's exactly. <laughs> and then I also had to write a column about advertising in the video game industry and examples of good and bad video game ads. And that was more of my alley. I enjoyed oh. that more. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. That's all the scoops we have here this week. Everybody have a good weekend. My name is Damon Hatfield. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.